0: This is Politics Podcast, an exploration of all things political.
1: On the 30th of June 2020, Hong Kong's National Security Law was passed. This law makes the protests taking place in Hong Kong
0: illegal. And pro-democratic ideas are now being deemed as wrong thoughts by China. The details of the law's 66 articles were kept secret until after it was passed. It criminalises any act of Succession Breaking away from the country Subversion Undermining the power or authority of the central government Terrorism Using violence or intimidation against people Collusion With foreign or external forces Gosh Hazel, I can't believe what's
1: going on in Hong Kong.
0: I know, it's really crazy, especially considering a lot of the protesters are our generation. But let's look at how these current protests have started in Hong Kong.
1: So the only way we can really understand the current protests is to look back at the history of Hong Kong, because this is something that has been brewing for a really long time. Actually, it goes right back until the 1800s, when China lost a series of wars against Britain and had to cede Hong Kong. So this meant that Hong Kong became a crown colony of the British Empire
0: for a period of
1: 99 years.
0: So the reason that 99 years was chosen was because that was seen as good as forever. So this is probably one of the most annoying things I've ever heard about (laughs) a treaty, but that was basically written by Claude MacDonald. So Claude MacDonald was Almost like a negotiator at the time, and he basically did not think that ninety-nine years would ever be in anyone's lifetime for some unknown reason. So therefore, that's why it was chosen. So until nineteen ninety-seven, Hong Kong was a British colony, and then col- colony. Oh, James
1: Connolly, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's always on your mind.
0: He's always on my mind. Um, until nineteen ninety-seven, Hong Kong was a British colony, but it was returned to China under the One Country, Two Systems arrangement. So. Kind of for a lot of people who probably listen, 1997, the year we were born. So it was also the year that Hong Kong was returned to China. So, Eva, tell me a bit more about the One Country, Two Systems arrangement because it's a little bit confusing and it's up in 2047. So yeah, not as good as forever for this one either. <laughs> They're just kicking the can down the road as per usual. We love a treaty. Oh we God.
1: And it's so sad thinking of Hong Kong as a weekend. Um, but yeah, Hazel. When it comes to this one country, two systems arrangement, I really didn't understand it because it doesn't didn't it didn't make a lot of sense when I first read it. However, it basically made Hong Kong a part of China, but still gave them some autonomy. So this autonomy kicked in when it came to things like the freedom of press, freedom to vote. But this is indeed different to the reality of China. So the one country, two systems arrangement also demands that Hong Kong will eventually come under Chinese rule completely and will no longer be a semi-autonomous state. So although this is uh, the official decree, China is not waiting until 2047 and instead They have slowly been infringing on this so semi-autonomy of Hong Kong. So under the rule of Xi Jinping, pro-democracy activists have already been arrested in Hong Kong and booksellers have been arrested. So all these arrests are curbing the freedom of speech and knowledge sharing within Hong Kong. And every day this is worsening. Of course, Hong Kongers saw this and began pushing back. So these protests have been going on for quite a while. If we look back to 2003, Hong Kong protesters fought and won against legislation that would have introduced consequences for those speaking out against the Chinese government. And in 2014, there was the umbrella protests where cities were occupied for weeks to counteract China's involvement in their elections. But the big turning with these protests and the whole one country, two systems arrangement occurred due to the extradition bill. So the bill, it's, it's got quite a weird history that I wanted to look into. And it actually stems back to a couple. So on February 8th, 2018, a young couple went on their vacation from Hong Kong to Taiwan. But on the 17th of February, only the male returned to Hong Kong and the man actually confessed to murdering his girlfriend. However, Hong Kong authorities couldn't prosecute him as the crime had happened in Taiwan, and the man could not be tried in Taiwan as there is no extradition agreement. So, in 2019, the Hong Kong government proposed an extradition agreement that would allow extradition in Taiwan and China. However, this extradition bill gives China more power over Hong Kong.
0: How about we give a little bit of recap there because I feel like that was a lot of information. So I think the main thing to take away from this is that um, China has tried on many occasions to exert more power over Hong Kong and one way which they have done this is through the extradition bill which has a super sinister pass and I think upon reading it first you probably think okay well I mean if if someone commits a murder regardless of where they are they should be able to be tried. But the fact that China have kind of taken this extradition bill and used it as a way to expose Hong Kong people to unfair trials and violent treatment, it basically allowed China to have a greater influence over Hong Kong because they're using journalists and activists to be targeted. It's not just, you know, real crimes like murders and God knows what else. It's people who are speaking out about China who are now being possibly extradited. So this is why the current protests that are happening have taken off so much. So if you look at what happened then this year, Carrie Lam, who's the chief executive of Hong Kong, which is basically the equivalent of a Taoiseach or a prime minister, Carrie Lam basically said that this bill would be suspended after the weeks of protests. But protesters were still worried that the bill could be revived, so they continued protesting.
1: At at the beginning, I didn't understand why there was such huge opposition to this bill. However... Now I understand it because if this bill got to the Hong Kong legislator, it would most likely pass. And hence why protesters were so worried about it being revived and introduced. And the reason it is so likely to pass at a legislative level is because of the political setup of Hong Kong. And this is something I didn't know much about. And then we started researching. So Hong Kong democracy means that the chief executive, which Hazel said was Carrie Lam, right? So they're not elected by the people directly. Instead, people can only elect 40% of the seats in their legislative council. The Hong Kong vote usually allows for 40% of the seats to be occupied by pro-democracy politicians. Then 40% of the remaining seats are taken by pro-China side. And the remaining 30% of seats are taken by business representatives that are not elected. So for instance, one seat, Belongs to the finance industry, one for the insurance industry, and so on. And these financial seats have a profit motive to be friendly towards China. And because of this, despite popular vote, pro democracy candidates have never had control of the LegCo, which is the Legislative Council. It is all set up to fail and allow China to have
0: power. I think as well, if you look in September when the extradition agreement was withdrawn, protesters obviously believed that it was a little too late. Like if you look at Imagine the doll was completely rigged like this. Like these kind of bills would probably come and go, but your anger definitely wouldn't. And the fact that this has been going on for centuries, it's just obvious that people took to the streets and that violence really escalated.
1: Hazel, why is Hong Kong so important to China?
0: So, I mean, obviously, besides all of the territory and probably historical reasoning um i would say hong kong is responsible for Mm. creating capital for chinese companies because hong kong plays an important role accessing international markets because of how china itself is communist so they need hong kong basically for money for that cash cash yeah that dollar dollar bills yo
1: and we can even see that in how their legco is formed with 30 percent of the seats being taken by financial representatives right
0: Yeah, that's basically it summed up, because if you look at the fact that some of their seats in their doll or their Bundestag or their (laughs) House of Commons is made up, (laughs) what percentage of our listeners are from Germany again? I can't remember, but they are definitely just Irish people living in Berlin, let's get real. But anyway, yeah, can you imagine like if half of the seats were taken up by business people, obviously it's going to be for business interests. Duh, oh my god
1: time. could you imagine if mark zuckerberg had a seat in the doll well i mean <laughs> <laughs> facebook and google
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose there's a lot of like tds or politicians with their fingers in a lot of pies yes so maybe they do indirectly but at least hong kong has been well at least it's out in the open for everyone to see <laughs>
1: yeah that's true that is true i don't know what is better I, to be honest i don't like the sound of 30 percent of the seats being held by actual Financial
0: meaning, yeah, I,
1: that makes my stomach turn. To be honest, yeah. at least at least the politicians have to pretend
0: to care. Yeah, that's true. The Hong Kong Stock Exchange has the usual large international companies as well as others like Chinese state-owned mainland companies. So the reason that these companies list on the international exchange instead of on a domestic one is to raise cash and credibility. So China has extremely strict laws on the mainland and uses Hong Kong dollars to work globally. hmm Hmm. so it's basically communist china's into the capitalist world
1: oh my god that's so sick it's so it's like hong kong is its little capitalist puppet that it puts on its communist hand oh that's so frustrating honestly i'd be raging if i was in hong kong
0: as well but like you need to look at like the history of hong kong because they have had all of these western ideals enforced on them since the 1800s so they have Like everything is Western. Like their buses look like the same um and a bus in London. All of their food has been Western influenced. Like there's so many it's they don't consider themselves Chinese. They have been completely shaped by how they've been colonized. And now China is basically like, Hey, remember us? We used to own you. We're coming back. And they're like, We're not this we are not the same, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like it would be crazy. Imagine if like the UK just decided to come back and was like, Hey, like I mean, people who are listening up the north, they're like, bitch, this is my life. Fuck (laughs) you, (laughs) stupid free stater.
1: (laughs) They're like, you (laughs) paleon.
0: Yeah, no, sorry. I'm checking my privilege there. But do you understand? Like, I mean, like it would make no sense, especially if you've grown up with all of these different influences and then you have your whole generation is being completely shaped now by trying to fight back from this massive empire. Crazy stuff. And they're basically just using it because it's good for business.
1: Oh my God, like, I'm sorry. You're meant to be communist. You're not meant to care. Yeah, they're fake communists. We they're such fake... Aren't they such fake commies? Oh my God, sick of them. The Demands of the Hong Kong Protesters
0: Some protesters have adopted the motto Five Demands, Not One Less. These are... For the protests not to be characterised as a riot, amnesty for arrested protesters, an independent inquiry into alleged police brutality, implementation of complete universal suffrage and a full withdrawal of the extradition bill.
1: uh, Those demands sound very fair, Hazel.
0: If you look at the full withdrawal of the extradition bill, that's basically been kind of done now, I guess. But obviously, they don't feel like it's been put to bed completely. And then if we look at what happened in June... Mm -hmm. Basically, they've gone back on what the demands are of the protesters. So
1: yeah, God, but why are these protests so different?
0: I think you need to look at how the legal sector and business people have gotten involved. So it's mainly a protest movement by young people and because they want their future to be secure in a system because 2047 is definitely going to be around the corner a lot quicker than we think. It's not as good as forever. So the fact that it's young people joining together with these large business people and legal people as well it just kind of shows how it's encapsulated it's gone cross-generational it's not just you know oh students out protesting again
1: those students back in my day we didn't have beliefs (laughs) (laughs) um oh hazel i read this mad interesting article about People in Hong Kong that were born in the year nineteen ninety seven, which is the same year we were both born in nineteen ninety seven, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Year are the Rat. Oh, that's Chinese New. Mm. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but the people that were born in nineteen ninety seven in Hong Kong actually refer to themselves as the cursed generation because they've been forced to miss so many milestones in their lives. So they came into the world in the year that Britain handed Hong Kong back to China. Absolute sickener. And in 2003, they lived through the deadly SARS epidemic, which was brutal in Hong Kong and closed down many of the schools. So, you know, they're used to this coronavirus stuff. Um, so they missed their kindergarten graduation then, the 1997ers. In 2009, their high school graduations were pushed back because of the swine flu epidemic. And then in 2015, the year of secondary school graduation, the Occupy protests shut down parts of Hong Kong for 79 days. So all these milestones are missed. Um, Some see themselves as the cursed generation, but others actually see themselves as the chosen generation that are there to fight back against China and get Hong Kong. I
0: think that's one of the main things that we need to take away from this is that the protests are part of a larger fight against China. It wasn't just about the extradition bill. So Mm -hmm. these people born in 1997 believe that they still have a chance to make a difference and to gain universal suffrage and true democracy, This maybe they are the chosen generation because, I mean, 2047 is around the corner, but when you're going against such a vast empire like China, I mean, you really probably shouldn't be wasting any time.
1: No, it's like China's on a lime scooter and you're walking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, lime scooters. They actually, I've seen loads of people on electric scooters around Dublin, but they don't have like lime scooters at the moment. Do they
1: have limes in Hong Kong?
0: Uh, Probably. They're pretty high tech. Yeah, they
1: are pretty high tech. Yeah, God.
0: Have you heard that apparently drug dealers are using lime scooters in Dublin to get around? And I just think that's inspired.
1: (laughs) That's so iconic. Oh, instead of the rickshaw men.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the rickshaws would have much business now because of the virus. They might have to rethink their business model, you know. Yeah, they might have to rethink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Hazel, one of your favourite things when it came to researching this was looking at the universities.
0: Yeah I just find this so interesting so basically what they've done is they've barricaded their college campuses and um, with chairs like rubbish and they've basically made these makeshift checkpoints so you know when you're going through the airport or you're going into like a government building and you have to go through the like metal detectors and like put your stuff in like a little bag. Wait
1: excuse me a government building how many government buildings have you been in? Um, I would not even think I love the way you're yeah. like you know when you're going into a government building. Like... I don't know why I
0: said it like everyone would. I'm just thinking of them in the criminal courts. They have, they have them on my
1: weekly trip to the doll. Like
0: well, I mean, government buildings could be like the passport office, the big That's dummy. Fair. It could technically be a school, actually.
1: Okay, God, yeah. Anyway, so we all know Hazel frequents a government building. Anyway.
0: I <laughs> don't. I was just trying to think of other places. Like where else would have them airport
1: yeah I would have just said the airport to be honest
0: <laughs> well then well they do have I know they have them in the criminal courts <laughs> 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 you do the crime you would gotta do the time that was what was said to me when I was <laughs> in the dock. no I wasn't I didn't do anything I'm I'm not okay the reason why I know this is because I did a mock trial <laughs> did you <laughs> in fourth year of school yeah it was oh my great yeah my no, yeah, it's good. I'll do a podcast on it. No, I would. I had sure. to put my stuff through the thing. Anyway, so basically in Hong Kong, the universities have these makeshift checkpoints and they like check everyone's bag. They search you and they've made the universities into these big fortresses. Wow.
1: Yeah, my favorite my favorite one that I looked at was the Hong Kong Polytechnic University because they, there was like a siege on this one and it was called like the Battle of PolyU.
0: Yeah. That's it's honestly wild. So they use beer, so they're not drinking it. They're pouring it out and they're using the bottles basically to make Molotov cocktails, with your petrol bombs, as we all know. And
1: <laughs> it was we all know if you go to the criminal course often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everyone knows what a petrol bomb is, surely. You You've seen the movies. You've watched the news. You've been to <laughs> protest in Hong Kong. No. So they use the Olympic sized swimming pool practice fun fact okay about UCD they made the swimming pool like a centimeter or a meter I'm not too sure below what it is to be an Olympic sized swimming pool so that the Irish Olympic swimming team couldn't practice there because apparently if you have an Olympic sized swimming pool you have to let the Olympic team practice whenever they want So basically,
1: we would not be, if this article was about us, we would not be able to say, like, we practiced (laughs) in our Olympic size swimming pool. Yeah, it would be
0: like like the pool in the students' union. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so basically what they do is they get the petrol bombs and they throw them across and they're like, yeah, that one was good. That one wasn't. So, yeah. Wow. So then they basically call themselves the valiant or the brave and it's a leaderless movement so the government can't predict what they're going to do next because if you know if they were like oh If Doran is the leader of the movement I just saw her getting on the 150 into town might <laughs> expect you were going to a protest you know so the fact that it's leaderless you know it's pretty cool um as well as that the police use rubber bullets and tear gas against protesters I mean we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but if you look at the Black Lives Matter protest, mm-hmm. I feel like our whole media at the moment has just been consumed by tear gas and rubber bullets. Yeah, The protesters protesters carry umbrellas, they wear helmets, gas masks, face masks, and a lot of them say that they're prepared to die. Oh, that's so, crazy. so if you look at them, they're like 23, 24, and uh-huh. they're deciding that they might die, which I just think is incredibly really? terrifying. Um, but yeah, the occupation of college campuses... Like students basically fortify them and they use bow and arrows and they set them on fire and when they become under siege by the police they basically set the campus alight so yeah, they burn everything that they've been using and they basically try to cover their tracks but this is super dangerous obviously because a lot of the times they can be trapped in it themselves so the fact that they've made peace with the fact that they could die is just honestly crazy because like of all the ways to go Oh my being God. trapped in your university, because, being like
1: I'm, I'm gonna die now. Yeah, it's Jesus. awful. Okay, we needed, we needed imagine the battleground that UCD could be if this was taking place on on the soil of our campus. Yeah, our I was kind of think. The first thing Hazel asked me was, "Would it be in UCD or Trinity?" And she voted UCD. <laughs> Trinity, shite place to see. Okay,
0: as as someone who has gone to both, I just think ucd is you know far out so it has the location which i think would be a benefit like if you look at trinity it's right beside and pierce street guard station dumb terrible they could probably hear us they could probably hear us plotting what we were doing yeah But trinity then again has those old walls it's a bit of a fortress itself
1: do trinity have an olympic-sized swimming pool
0: I don't think it's Olympic size, but they do have a swimming pool. But it's indoors. Oh, oh, wait, so is the UCD one. But it's the ceilings aren't as high, I would say.
1: Yeah, so our ceilings would be better to practice our petrol bomb, our mazel tov cocktails. Is that you call
0: are <laughs> Not mazel tov. Mazel. Molotov. <laughs> oh, my God. The Jewish community are going to cancel us now. Thanks. Lord. I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. I read the word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well that's what you say when you throw them I guess You said, <laughs> Muzzled Muzzled off. Off. And they do smash Wow okay You could be onto something there But yeah so I think the Newman basement So for anyone who doesn't know Ooh. UCD is also brutalist Which I think just adds to the buzz Of having yeah. a fortress Because it's like you know Those USSR vibes of UCD The Newman basement I honestly think Would survive a nuclear attack
1: yeah, it would. It would. And it's also like there's no signal down there, so no one could track us. You know, you can never oh, get phone signal yeah, down there. True. Also, with the brutalist architecture, I think that, like, you know, you'd be, there's like a, a few good hidey holes there where you could sit so, with a rifle.
0: Um, no, we'd have our flaming bows and arrows. Obviously. Oh, you our know, flaming bows. we good at archery. We did it in school a few times and I was, you know. Yeah, like we cool. did it in scouts <laughs> and I was pretty, pretty class at it. Oh my God, we can be the Katniss Everdeens of... I love yes. it.
1: Also, UCD, our, our university campus has these, our old one. Oh my God, I've been out of uni for so long. I need to stop saying
0: Also, our- wait, actually, can we have a bit of a disclaimer? Okay, so before I went on Erasmus, I used to be like, people that say uni are so weird, haha. But when you go abroad and you say what college are you in everyone's like college what and everyone is so confused so you have to say uni so sometimes me and Aoife say it please don't cancel us for that like honestly like people literally look like look at you like you have 20 heads when you say uh college they're like what so yeah (laughs) get over it (laughs)
1: our our college whatever you want to call it has those like we call them rain shelters because it's like these big blocks of concrete on these columns that basically protect Yeah, the concords that protect you from the rain as you walk from all the different buildings. But they were originally put into the campus because there was protests going on. So it helped the police bait people who were protesting and gathering because they could climb up on these.
0: That's quite the embellishment of that story.
1: (laughs) But we could use them to like, you know, get up, have a wee look around, see if anyone's about to see us
0: yes but there weren't protests going on it was the fact that ucd was built in the 60s when the big protest movements were happening in america so they were irish were like whoa what if they do that here which no one ever did <laughs> and that's why they put the stairs everywhere but like we still gathered loads of people for the strike for repeal and i was like take that ucd
1: oh and you said what you were talking about the science center as well
0: why was i, I love the science building it's like
1: you were saying we could use that as like a lookout tower
0: was i yeah I just love the science building because they do a great breakfast. So <laughs> maybe that's probably. We're under siege.
1: We can't have breakfast, Hazel. No, yeah, we can. That's like you need to feed your people, Eva. That's oh, like.
0: Actually... there's loads
1: of vending machines as well in Newman.
0: Yeah, but they're like ninety euro for like a packet of Skittles. Yeah, but
1: we're not going to pay
0: for them if we're oh, like yeah.
1: under siege. We'll just break them, Hazel. <laughs> <Hey, so.
0: laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm just... there like
0: fiddling for my change. Like, um, excuse me. <laughs> like here hold my muzzle tough cocktail while i like, go get a, ca- a sweet actually you know what's getting absolutely fleeced what the clubhouse pub that oh. place is like an airport lounge it is yeah. the vibes do not exist in that no. place i would be my mouth would be at the foster's tap <laughs>
1: Yeah, straight in my mouth. Yeah, I wouldn't be like throwing away the beer. I'd be like drinking it. That's and what I thought it. would
0: be the downfall of Irish students. Yeah, we we'd, all we'd all be locked. We'd all be locked because we, we couldn't be pouring drinks down for my Molotov cocktails. Yeah.
1: Anyway, fair play to everyone in Hong Kong. We stand beside you and with you. And these are all legends. And I'm sorry that this is happening.
0: Methods used by Hong Kong protesters. So obviously, we all know from watching protests, maybe even being at protests, as I said earlier, that tear gas is widely used to disperse protests. So it's actually been classified as a chemical weapon, and it's banned in warfare, but it's not banned for protests. Interesting. What?
1: Yeah, did you know
0: that? No,
1: that's terrible. Yeah. I know, How can it's they use ripen- that on civilians? Because, protesting.
0: Yeah, oh. I know. So the Hong Kong protesters have been using traffic cones to place over tear gas canisters so that the clouds could be contained. So if you ever watch videos of the protesters, so the police will throw the canister, which is probably around the size of like a bottle of Coke or something. small. It's not even that big, but they can be really, really hot. So what they do is they just get a regular traffic cone, a couple of them band together. If someone's wearing heat protective gloves, they will literally just grab the canister and pop the traffic cone on top of it and that basically conceals the cloud inspired they also use umbrellas so this is kind of seen as a symbol of the protest and that started in 2014 if you were saying that earlier but they basically use that to block out pepper spray and they lock them together as a shield so they basically are able to just withstand any sort of gases that come their way
1: God, it's so heartbreaking. I also read that the umbrellas are used to avoid being tracked by government surveillance cameras. So Hong Kongers are really at risk every time they show up to one of these protests, especially if China do get more power over them in the future. This surveillance technology, uh, like the cameras and geolocation, could be used to prosecute people in the future for past involvement in these protests. So you really don't want any recognisable feature to be shown to these cameras.
0: Yeah, which is, oh, it's just such a horrible thing to have to worry about. Um, Another thing that um Hong Kong protesters use is Bluetooth. So they use the Telegram app. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the L Telegram app. <laughs> Side note. Telegram is an app used to buy in Germany. So yeah, if you want to smoke a fat <laughs> you basically go on Telegram and somebody will... Tell you about where you can get that. So, (laughs) Telegram basically is used by the protesters because they have chat rooms and they're able to talk about what their next move is. If you're going to stay in the same place, I just want to say a little bit on Telegram, in in case people aren't familiar, like why would
1: you pick this app over other ones? So Telegram is a messaging app that uses end-to-end encryption. And this type of encryption actually converts the messages into a code without the help of a server in the middle. So it makes it nearly impossible to gain access to any communication between two people or two users without their consent. And the app is blocked in Iran, Pakistan, Bangladesh, China, Bahrain, Indonesia, and Russia. So just by virtue of it being blocked, you can see the power that it has to uh, organize.
0: Mm-hmm. And to budge. Hazel,
1: tell me about Bluetooth.
0: So Bluetooth is also used by the protesters because it's better to use than phone signal as the police can interfere with the signal. So airdrop between two iPhones can also be used. Airdrop is the goat. I feel like people are sleeping on airdrop. I use it all the time because if you have it like someone near with you with an iPhone, you can just send them a meme. And it will just pop up on their phone. Do you remember that time I was at a lake last summer? And these group of teenage boys sent me a meme. And I was by myself as well. And these teenagers literally were howling. So, you know, you could be like, hey, protest at 2 p.m. And it'd be like someone beside you on the bus. You okay. There you go. And then as well as that, lasers. (laughs) So CCTV cameras are super common as they are kind of in everywhere. But like even more so in Hong Kong. They're used for increased surveillance means and they're used for facial technology. So they can obviously be used to identify the protesters. So protesters use lasers to, dabble, to dazzle these cameras and to also dazzle the police as well. So carry your laser in your pocket. Who knows? You might, you know, attack a CCTV camera or you could also have a little fun with a stray cat <laughs> in the street. <laughs> oh my God, we
1: can make this into a little ad like... Ooh! don't forget your laser pointer or like laser pointers in deals two for one fun for a protest or for playing with the stray (laughs) cat i love that another thing about the laser pointer is the police can actually arrest you if they catch you with a laser pointer on you because it's seen as an offensive weapon so yeah i don't know that wouldn't fit very well into our advertisement would it that kind of ruins it
0: Maybe we should rethink our ad, but as well though, like I guess it is kind of the whole like guilty by association thing.
1: Um, there's also like a lot of fear of the police's own camera crew. Imagine, like, there's actually like p- police paparazzi that like follow the police around with cameras. Oh Obviously, not gonna if if the police are baiting up a protest, they're not gonna they're not gonna let anyone see that footage. But it's to make sure the police are being not kicked in the head one protester actually remarked that if you have your whole face covered except your ears they will use your ears as a legitimate grounds to arrest you so like they if they see a set of ears, they'll be like on the police paparazzi. Right. And then, you know, if you get arrested and come in and they'll be like, this is you. These are your ears. And they'll be like, excuse me.
0: That's why everyone's so covered. Oh my God, I don't even know if someone showed me a picture of my ears. I'd know. Well, I ears. think
1: they're just randomly being like, oh, there's a pair of ears. Now we can get like 70 people with those pair of, pairs of ears okay I feel it's silly now for <laughs> saying that but that's actually an interesting thought <laughs> 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 Like the Hong Kong police are just there like wait sorry sir are these yours <laughs> you're under arrest
0: so yeah hard hats have also been seen as a symbol of the resistance because obviously they give protection against batons and other objects but they've kind of become synonymous now with mm. the movement people are always kind of pictured wearing them I think as well though like personally I don't know if a yellow hard hat would kind of do it for me like I think I'd prefer to wear like a bike helmet because like can you attach? can you like is there like a chin strap for hard hats I don't think there is I'd be afraid that if someone gave me a wall up, it would like no because fall yeah, I think
1: it has like doesn't it have those things at the side that you like go like and it like tightens yeah
0: but even still
1: I don't know if it has a chin strap
0: because normal bikes have those too and they have a chin strap yeah I you don't you don't yeah I don't know Maybe it's something we could ask them. Ask him. Um, ask Kate, the hard hat company. I'm literally gonna go over to my local builder and be like, hey sir, I know you objectify me when I walk by wearing shorts, but I'm just wondering about your hard hat. going I try it on? That can be another ad. Do you have a hard hat?
1: Dude, we could like make hard hats with chin straps.
0: Yes. Oh my dunno. Take this yeah. out because then people are gonna take our idea and go to the dragon's den. It could be like this.
1: Do you wish your hard hat had some extra protection? Why are you saying that voice? Because oh my it's God. my sexy ad voice. Oh, I hate it. And then it would be like...
0: Well, now your worries are over. You can buy chin hat. If I hate this voice. <laughs> for Chin hat. For all your chin hat needs. Chat. Okay, anyway. So, another thing that the protesters say is to be like water. So, this is a technique that's been used... And it basically means they can disperse easily if they want to. And they coordinate their movements to be like water. And they're kind of alluding to Bruce Lee here, must be shapeless, formless, like water. I mean, what a great motto to go by. And Bruce Lee is also from Hong Kong. Let me just fact check. (laughs) So hand signals are also used to request certain items such as scissors, allen keys and pliers. Hazel, why would they need scissors, Allen keys, or pliers? Well, Aoife, um, (laughs) these are in short supply because of the protests. And these human chains are basically used to pass them along. So can you imagine if you were, like, over one end of Newman and I was over the other end and I, like, made a hand signal and I was, like, hook me up with that Allen key. And the Allen key would travel the whole way from Newman down to me in science where I was having my breakfast. And... (laughs) So basically, the Allen keys are kind of used for unfastening the nuts that are to keep street barriers together. And then the scissors could be used for cutting cable ties or um, the pliers could be used for those as well. Like inspired. Imagine Uh, just everyone just handing it down, you know. So like that's like water, like let the wave carry it, you know. Pretty really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: one that I found which was pretty interesting was tinfoil. So protesters actually wrap their ID cards, so like their credit cards and subway cards in tinfoil. Why do you ask Hazel? Well, (laughs) to prevent police from tracking them using the radio frequency identification chip that is embedded in all these cards. So this is to prevent their movement being tracked. Um, So they actually, another thing they do is they don't use their subway cards when going to protests. They just buy tickets with cash. But like, I just kept laughing at this because could you imagine in Ireland, we have leap cards, which we use on buses and trains. And I just cannot imagine the gnarly tracking our leap cards imagine us going to repeal and they're like let me track that card i mean most people don't even use the cards that they're meant to use a majority of the people who are like 25 are using like the
0: <laughs> over 13 the child leap card yeah i actually yeah i used to dabble with the L child leap card myself and then i kept getting caught in the 145 your man was like hazel well he didn't say hazel because he didn't know my name but he was like you i see you every morning getting off at ucd i know you're not a child and i literally in my head was like uh, I was gonna be like, I go to St. Killian's <laughs> in <store>. Oh god! <laughs> but yeah, no, I got done in. But like, to be fair, the bus is so expensive in Ireland. So yeah. I also think, though, I don't even know if that if that would work here because I feel like Hong Kong is way bigger than Dublin. Yeah, like it would be kind of obvious to see if there was a group of youths going to a protest in Dublin compared yeah. to here in Hong Kong um but yeah no it is inspired to do that and like always having loose change as well yeah no, you know everything's moving towards a cashless society now so maybe that's mm-hmm. actually an interesting way of being like hmm maybe we should look at these cards like why does it need to track me the way it does like is there alternative methods for me paying for my bus that doesn't make the government know where i am
1: this is so true um Another really cool one that I came across, Hazel, was phone access. So if you're arrested, Hong Kongers actually make sure that they don't use fingerprint print recognition to open the phone or facial recognition. And this is because they fear that if they do get arrested, the police would forcefully use their fingerprint or face to open the phone and incriminate them with whatever evidence they could find on it. Um, and in Hong Kong, it's really interesting because you, don't, you have the right to not reveal any knowledge, I'm doing air quotes here because you can't see, knowledge that may incriminate you. And that actually includes withholding the PIN of your your PIN password to your phone from the police. Um, however, the police do have a right to take your fingerprint and use it to open your phone because that's not considered knowledge. Not interesting.
0: So they really thought of it all. Yeah, because I was actually thinking about that. Like, say if you're like in an accident or something and like your family didn't know where you were like do the nurses and doctors in the hospital in the emergency department use your finger to like yeah I was actually thinking about that the other day oh I wouldn't like that at all why I'd like where well like if you were like unconscious in a coma after like a car crash or something
1: I know, but they wouldn't should they be more worried about getting you put back together a bit. Sure, then they'd probably just take out your wallet and have a look at your leap card. <laughs>
0: yeah, but enough easier for them to be like, oh, let's put Hazel's thumb on her phone and then we can ring her mom straight away. You know? But
1: like they or or they could just like get your name from your leap card and then add your add your parents on Facebook.
0: <laughs> I don't think they do that. <laughs>
1: okay um right no i
0: think i actually have like a grounds for like a tv show here because it could be like someone who was running away from certain person and they got into an accident and then the doctors and nurses used the thumbprint and then they called the person they were running away from and then they found them again and we're like hello if anyone any producer would like to um fund my show let me know With all the protests going on at the moment, um, there were some similarities made with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement in the US and all the different protests there. So there's been calls for the Hong Kong protests to stand with the Black Lives Matter marches that have been taking place. But this actually surprisingly caused a bit of upset. And this was something that I was quite shocked to read about. It does kind of make sense when you think about it. And I can see where people are coming from. But I was still like, whoa, interesting. So the pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong has received support from Donald Trump What? Yeah.
1: Like financial support or just an endorsement?
0: Who knows, sis? Well, definitely endorsements, but I don't know about anything about financial, but I wouldn't be surprised. So there's been mainly, there's been a lot of similarities between the Hong Kong protests and Black Lives Matter. So if you look at like priest brutality, like tear gas, everything we've basically been mentioning before. So initially, there was no large Black Lives Matter protest in Hong Kong. So they were happening all over the world. We saw them in Dublin. We saw them in Berlin, London, everywhere. So organisers of the protests basically failed and were accused of pushing their own agenda. So when you look at this, people in the pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong are worried that they are going against their only ally, which is America, and by default, Donald Trump, So some people are worried and they're reluctant to go against him. So one protester was quoted to have said, police brutality exists and we condemn that. But at the same time, the government did punish those police. We can never see that in Hong Kong. So I personally wouldn't agree with that statement. I don't think you would either, Aoife, because I don't think that the police officers in America have been punished. So basically, people are just worried to speak out, out against Trump. So when the protests started in Hong Kong, people shared tips on how to protect yourself in a crowd. So this isn't branding the whole movement in Hong Kong. So they were basically reaching out to American protesters and saying to use the methods that we just said above. So that was kind of like the hard hats and whatnot. So there was a photo that was shared and that received over 109,000 likes on Twitter. And it mentioned things like loose change for the subway. And... Um, heat resistant gloves for tear gas and canisters and lycra skin covers to protect against the gas, that kind of thing. So this is really interesting because it shows how corrupt Trump is basically, because on one hand, he is backing the Hong Kong protesters for their pro-democracy movement. And then at the same time, he's deploying the same methods against his own people that the protesters in Hong Kong have been protesting about. So... There have been calls for the Hong Kong protesters to stand with Black Lives Matter, claiming that the US support for Hong Kong was never meant to benefit Hong Kong people. It was to do with business and the systematic racism that exists in the US against black people must be combated. So there's been a number of blog posts, articles, that kind of thing from Hong Kong protesters, which basically say this. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the whole movement is against it, but there has been a lot of kind of backlash in the movement itself. So I guess this kind of shows as well the kind of downside of having a leaderless movement as well, because there isn't one voice, basically.
1: Yeah, it's so sick. If you look at it holistically, it's all a colonial hangover. The plight of all these people who are predominantly working class, like we need a unity. We're like pushing against the same thing. It's so fucking irritating that Donald Trump is...
0: Oh, he's such a bastard. I know. And then uh, Billie Eilish actually received a lot of backlash for backing the Hong Kong protesters what? because she basically suggested on her social media that protesters should look at the methods used by Hong Kong. Um, so basically thousands of Chinese internet users took to Weibo, which is like the Twitter kind of equivalent in China. And... Some of them were basically saying things like, I wonder if these stars understand the whole picture before commenting on politics. You're an American who wants to comment on the United States as much as you want, but you shouldn't touch the politics of other countries.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't touch the politics of other countries. Like, honey... Like when you, like the, we were, everyone was colonized. Yeah. Like that began the molestation of politics in every country, everywhere. Like, what are you talking about?
0: I know, poor Billy, Like oh, she that's... was just being a bit of an ally. And also I'm obsessed with Billie Eilish in general because her songs are fantastic. Ocean Eyes makes me cry. And I love how she wears her baggy clothes because she doesn't want to be sexualized. I'm like, you do use this. Hong Kong protests and coronavirus. Yeah, obviously coronavirus She's a pandemic, gripped the whole world and Hong Kong was no different. So the anti-government protests did ease during the pandemic. But obviously, as the virus started being contained in um, Hong Kong, the protests started again. So if you start looking kind of at like the backlash that Black Lives Matter protests came under fire about, it's kind of similar to this as well. Because a lot of people are saying that you shouldn't protest during a pandemic. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit worried about it myself. At the start, I kind of was a bit like, hmm, is this the right idea? Like, I'm not really sure what the best thing to do is. But obviously, these issues don't go away because there's a pandemic. I read
1: somewhere that, like, it's so interesting... Like there's so much global upheaval at a time when people have stopped working and being distracted by a 40 hour working week. Yeah. Like, and it's like, Oh my God, as soon as we have a second to process what's going on in the world around us and realize how much we hate it, it's that's when you want to get up off your ass and do something.
0: I know that's actually so true. Like, honestly, mm. please give me a four day week. But yeah, if you look at um the first of May, that was kind of when most of the protests started happening around the world for black lives matter. Um, And then in Hong Kong, the rules were in place which meant that public gatherings of more than 4 people were banned, but protesters started gathering in the New Town Plaza mall and then they started shouting pro-democracy slogans. And many protests did many protesters did express concern about the virus, but they felt that this cause was more important. So like I was saying, this was kind of similar to what we saw even in Dublin with Black Lives Matter. And then in April during the pandemic, Hong Kong police arrested 15 pro-democracy figures in connection to the protests. So the arrests kind of showed this harsher crackdown of the protests despite the pandemic. So just because the protests themselves were stopping during the pandemic, that didn't mean that the arrests were stopping. And the protests that were arrested in April were between 24 and 81 years old. Oh, God. So I think this these harsh crackdowns bring us to what happened in June. So we're right back around to our what we spoke about at the very start of the podcast.
1: Yeah. So we're right back at the Hong Kong security law. Yeah, it's really important, I think, to stand with everyone in Hong Kong right now and to understand their fight and talk about it and
0: Yeah, even as well, like we need to understand that this is not something that's new and it's not just the nineteen ninety seven generation. This has been going on for literally centuries. But I think the age we are now we can really sympathize with them and understand that like these people are putting their degrees and everything on hold just so they can fight, which I think is obscene no one should have to do that yeah but yeah so if we're right back to the hong kong security law we're basically just looking at china undoing every single thing that the protesters have tried to do so who knows what the future holds for them
1: definitely so that concludes our our protest do you have any final things you want to say um i just said that concludes our protest (laughs) instead of our podcast
0: (laughs) i like it it's (laughs) a protest in itself we're speaking out
1: we're speaking out we're sick of it
0: but yeah i hope that we were um we weren't too convoluted in our telling of the story i think the main thing to take away from it though is that we need to kind of raise awareness and also look at how brutally they're all being treated
1: (laughs) yeah we need to we need to stand with everyone in Hong Kong right now, we need to keep an eye on what China's doing and the different uh, bills that are being passed. We have a lot of great sources from this podcast that will, as normal, be in the link on our anchor. Um, There's actually a few great accounts of activists to follow, which we'll also link there, and they post daily updates of what's going on in Hong Kong. Really important to keep up with it.
0: And as well, do your own research, look towards people who are actually in Hong Kong and not yeah. white bitches in europe who are trying to do their best to understand things but you know put the power back into their hands as well
1: yeah definitely all right guys thanks so much for listening thank
0: you thanks for all your good feedback as well don't forget to like and subscribe smash that like button no we're only messing we don't have smash any of those things buttons. um <laughs> yeah but give us a review on apple Podcasts, please because it helps
1: oh please lads. Yeah. Be so nice. Like,
0: people only listen to us on spotify which i'm happy about but you know branch out guys Goodbye. Bye.